0: I've said this before, I believe the team that will double their win total will be the Minnesota Vikings. I think the Minnesota Vikings, the coach Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins had a really bad relationship. Now they bring in a McVay guy who's supposed to be, they say, a taller version of McVay. So Kirk Cousins is going to, it's kind of understandable, probably going to have an elevated season for Kirk Cousins. Green Bay does not have the weapons they had last year. They're bringing in rookie receivers and past their prime receivers. So I think Green Bay takes a big pull back. Minnesota gets a big pull uh, uh, picked up. And by the way, they meet game one of the season. I think Minnesota's a four point dog. Take the Vikings in the point.
1: Okay. <laughs> Sorry. You explain this.
0: Okay. So a couple things to unpack here from that Colin Cowherd clip, the herd with Colin Cowherd. By the way, this is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Uh, Our guy, Declan, our executive producer, is on vacation through Monday. And so one of our favorite behind-the-scenes producers here at Score North and 1500 ESPN, AJ, is in the mix here to help us count down our top 20 current best Vikings list from 10 down to 6 today. So we'll get to that. But uh, let's unpack this. So the Vikings are going to win 16 games because they have a taller version of Sean McVay? Is what I heard
1: there. <laughs> I don't. What is he talking about? I have no idea what he's talking about. And like that's such a that's such <laughs> like a national perspective. I'm going to make a hot take today about a team I don't know much about. But I, here, like 16 the, wins, I, taller McVay. Like there's not a lot. What what's he talking? Yeah. This,
0: okay. I, my best guess here is that and that's. I'm not gonna defend the Vikings season last year because you know, they finished below five hundred again. They haven't been above five hundred in like eight hundred days or something, but yeah. He must not have known how many games they won last year. And Absolutely. I'm not bragging on behalf of the Vikings, but like he didn't know that they won. and when he said that it must have been just kind of off the cuff. There's no way he thinks they're gonna win sixteen games. Correct. He must that's... have thought that they were like a six win team or something. But right? that's
1: my but that's my point. Is it's like he decided to have a hot take, and he just didn't do much work on like what was the record last season. Well,
0: you know how it is when you used when we used to do a three and four hour radio show every single day. Sometimes you just get caught. Yeah, I'm trying to kill time here. I'm just going to say something. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: just found it very intriguing that, that he thinks the Vikings are going to go sixteen and one. Uh,
0: ma- mathematically, it's almost impossible to do what he is asking them to do. But dude, if they go sixteen and one, people aren't going to be laughing at that clip. Okay.
1: And then the People question: People aren't going to be laughing. Will they win after a nearly perfect regular season this time in the NFC title game?
0: <laughs> that's a good question. We're basically running back 1998 is what's, yeah, what's happening right. here. So, so, boys, all right. This has been the ranking that has taken the Vikings nation by storm. The top twenty current Vikings, and I'll give you guys the. Um, the 10 that we've counted down so far here. And, and and no big disagreements from you so far on here. Maybe a couple tweaks here and there. And uh, and b- before I give you these, the, the ground rules are pretty simple. I'm not really considering positional value. Like quarterbacks are more valuable than left guards. And right tackles are more valuable than linebackers or whatever. Like It's how good are you at your position relative to your peers? And how do you rank in terms of how good you are on this team? You know, so number 20, Alex Madison, DJ Wanham, number 19, Chris Reed, 18, KJ Osborne, 17, Patrick Peterson, 16, Irv Smith Jr., 15, Jordan Hicks, the new linebacker of the Vikings sign, 14th, Harrison Phillips, the new defensive tackle, 13th, Dalvin Tomlinson, 12th, and Eric Hendricks at 11. Some people taking issue with Eric Kendricks not being among the top 10 Vikings from yesterday's portion of the list, but um, I think like he was... Definitely one of their best players through 2020, but last year a lot of things like PFF had him really bad in the run game. He was part of a porous run defense, so it's not just about tackling totals. It's about are you getting to your spot, and are you doing it like you were when you were 26 years old? And the answer last year was no for Eric
1: Kendrick. And I think it's completely fair to say this. If the Vikings are going to surprise some people and make the playoffs in 2022, Eric Kendrick needs to be in the top ten. So, like, I I don't think we're dismissing his importance, but I think the reality of how he performed last year drags him just out of that top 10. But if we're we're talking in February and he is, like, 11 or 12, I don't think this was a playoff team.
0: Yeah. So, all right, let's get to it here, boys. I'll fire some music on my end. You guys let me know if this is too loud. Are you guys good?
1: It's fine.
0: Perfect. Okay. Very nice. This portion... Of the top 20 Vikings on the current roster. is presented by our friends at TCL. Redefine creativity with the TCL 30V 5G smartphone. Enjoying blazing fast 5G speed. And an AI powered 50 megapixel triple camera system. Ultra realistic and true to life visuals powered by Next Vision, And booming sound from the dual speakers. Learn more at TCL.com. Number 10. Christian Darisaw the second-year left tackle. Played large chunks of his rookie season. Injuries held him back during training camp. Knocked him out for a couple games toward the end of the season. But at the end of the day, he allowed only five sacks last season in his rookie year. And from week 12 to the end of the year, Derrissaw graded 19th out of 81 offensive tackles, according to Pro Football Focus. And that includes games against the 49ers, Rams, and Packers defenses. Run blocking, PFF graded Darisaw sixteenth out of eighty-five tackles, zero penalties on run plays, zero penalties on run plays, no holding, nothing, according to PFF. I've got Darisaw on the ascent as well. Yeah. So maybe he could climb even higher than this, but I think he's the tenth best player on the Vikings right now. Your thoughts?
1: Hmm. Yeah, I think it's probably an accurate positioning. He might be. It might be like eleven. I mean, you might. Flip him with Kendricks. But I agree with you. He's on the ascent. And here's the thing. The frustration with Derrissaw, I think, last season was all about the fact that, that, that he had, what, undergone a second surgery or a surgery, mm-hmm. had problems, couldn't play. And that's where Mike got frustrated, which was no surprise. But the reality is, once he started playing, and you can probably make a case that he should have been given an opportunity to play before he did, he was damn solid. And if you're a Vikings fan and you object to this, you should hope that he's at least 10. Because if he's at least 10, that means they've gotten the offensive tackles right. And it's been a while since I think we have felt really good consistently. Because there have been guys who have flashed and popped up. But it's been a long time since we have felt really good consistently about the bookends of the tackles on that line. And so, yeah, and I do think, to what you're saying, I think Darisaw will probably, if things go well by the end of this season, be he'd probably still be top ten, but I could be I could see him being like seven. Yeah. I wouldn't and be shocked by that.
0: think about too we've focused so much on the guard positions in recent years and, and left tackle's been a huge conversation too, but they had it solved with Riley Reef, was a good solid player for a few years. And so guard has been the weakest link that they've been trying to solve with a revolving door for years, for five, six, seven years. Well, when you have your tackles set, when you have Brian O'Neill and Riley Reef, or Brian O'Neill and Christian Dariusaw, should be even better than Riley Reef was. It just, in theory, it makes it a lot easier to find guys. You don't need an All-Pro Steve Hutchinson guard. Just find guys like Chris Reed, you know. And the and the Vikings had a hard time even finding that for years and years too. But just the shape that this offensive line can be in, if Dariusaw is the guy, we know that Brian O'Neill's the guy. He's locked up under contract. Both are young. I mean, hell, Brian O'Neill is only like 26 years old or something.
1: Yep, and and on the same
0: and, and Darius in his early 20s, so um, they're in really good shape if they've got those bookends correct.
1: And I want my left tackle to be a stud. Like I don't want him to be. Oh well, yeah, he he was good enough. I want him no, to be a. stud. Mahler. I, I, I yeah. want him. I want him to. To be like in the top five because that position is so important. So, yes, this one is. I need
0: pancake blocks, more pancake blocks. I just
1: need a big guy who, and you know what I want? I want him to love football. I want my left tackle to love football, and I want him to beat up on opponents.
0: (laughs) Yes. All right. Number nine. This is going to be controversial for people. I don't know if you and I are going to see eye to eye on this, but I'm going to throw it out there. Cam Dantzler, I think, is the ninth best player on the team. He is criminally underrated if you start to look and dig deep into some of the metrics, okay? You know, perception-wise, he was in the doghouse. Wasn't he deactivated for the first game? Yeah, Mike Zimmer had some problems with him. Yep. I mean, Bashab, he was right, by the way. He was pissed that Bashab Breeland was starting over him, and then he sent out a couple weird tweets at some point. So, Mm -hmm. some of that stuff. But when he's on the field, he ranked 19th out of 134 qualified cornerbacks last season, according to Pro Football Focus. Sneaky great against the run. He had four missed tackles all year in the run game last year, and he took only one penalty all season, according to Pro Football Focus. When opposing quarterbacks target Cam Dantzler, they have a passer rating of 70.3 in 2021. Mm-hmm. That's absurd. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know. If he's out there for a full season and now the book is out a little bit more, our opposing teams is going to be able to pick on him more often, potentially. And wasn't he also—didn't he screw up that Jared Goff touchdown pass in the Lions game? Yes, badly. So there's been a couple things like that that make you scratch your head. But overall, he has been a really, really good player in his first two years with the Vikings.
1: He deserves an opportunity to show us over a full year without being in a uh, proverbial doghouse that he can do it. So I— he might be a little high right now, but again, I, I, it feels like you're trending with players who are going to have to produce. Uh, Dantzler is going to have to produce, I, I think. Booth, the kid that, that they uh, took in this year's draft, did not participate in the camps because he was coming off surgery himself. So yeah, I mean, it's a, it's absolutely necessary that Dancler plays and plays well. It strikes me as a little high. But I'm not gonna fight it huge.
0: So I just I just looked this up real quick again. If you just take, let's take cornerbacks who played. Can I get away with this here? Let's see here. Can a, a quarterbacks a cornerbacks who played at least half the snaps for their team last year, of which there were, uh, I think it's like 75. So quite a few, quite a few. Cam Dantzler had the tenth. Lowest passer rating against of all of those cornerbacks. Just ahead of Trayvon Diggs on this list. So opposing quarterbacks when they targeted Trayvon Diggs had a 71.7 passer rating. When they target Cam Dantzler, 70.3. Now Trayvon Diggs picked off eleven passes, including uh, I think one in each of the first seven games. And that to happen again. But he had the, the widest range. Like he also got torched more than a lot of other cornerbacks. Dantzler rides that middle lane yep. a little more. And he's in general he's better as a as a run stopping cornerback than a uh, coverage guy right now. But like there's just a lot of things here that that add up to this guy knows what he's doing, and if given another year in the NFL. Could take another step forward. So Cam Dantzler, number nine. You guys want to okay. fight me on it? Hit me up in the YouTube comment sections or tweet at me, at Phil Mackey. Number eight, a new addition to the Minnesota Vikings in 2022. About a five-hour drive from his previous home in the NFL. Zadarius Smith. Now, I think he would have been a lot higher on this list if it was two or three years ago. You probably would have been you know, top two or three. He wouldn't be here. Well, he wouldn't be here either. So he wouldn't be here. He
1: wouldn't be on your list.
0: (laughs) Yep. Uh, Sorry if the internet gremlins are swallowing me up here. Just let me know. I got the the internet uh, gremlin icon on my computer here. Picture's a little shaky, but you're fine. Okay. So Zadarius Smith, last season, obviously, it was lost because of injury for him. But he was elite, and I mean elite as recently as 2019. and was still pretty damn good his last full season in 2020. So in 2019... He was credited with 93 pressures and 16 sacks, which is basically the same numbers Aaron Donald put up last year for the Rams. He's great. Different positions, yep. but think about that for a second. Mm-hmm. And he's not 30 years old yet, so you know if he's back and he's healthy, there should still be a lot of great play left for Zadarius Smith. I also love just the the personality and the leadership that he brings to this team. But um, if he could get back to even like 75 or 80 percent of the player he was. In 2019, he's going to be damn good. He's eighth on my list.
1: And the game that at least stands out, I'm sure, for Vikings fans, about that year for him is the game where the Packers clinched the division here around Christmas time, and Zadarius Smith was unbelievable. He was in the backfield constantly. Like, that's the type of, of havoc he can cause when he is healthy. Um, he was incredible. So, yeah, he look, if he stays healthy and Daniel does – This defense is going to naturally just be much improved.
0: Yeah, I will say, too, Zadarius looks like he's in great shape, much
1: like people that go on the Livia plan. You know, that's interesting you brought that up because I was going to talk about the last few days. Do you know what I've said when I've gotten done recording? I've said, Judd, it's time to get to the gym. It's time to work out. And, you know, previously, back in the old days of Judd, you'd try and go work out. And i'm gonna you know your knees would start to hurt carrying too much weight right well now that weight is gone and here's the best part they are helping me keep that weight off so i can at 52 i can go work out treadmill bike i feel great and now i want you to join me on the same plan it is the simple star plan only 59 855 go l-i-v-e-a livia.com l-i-v-e-a.com again It feels great to not just drop the weight, but then to keep that weight off and be able to go do things like work out and you're not sore. You feel great. Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A. Check it out today and start yourself on the plan to health.
0: All right, boys. The countdown continues here with number seven, the seventh best current Viking on my list. Adam Thielen, still one of the best red zone receivers in the NFL. He's gotten banged up at times the last three years, I and mean, he's missed missed a few games here and there. Uh, but 24 touchdowns over the past two seasons, he's still a great intermediate and, and short-depth weapon. And I'm curious to see, like, he seems to be the most fired up about this offense. I mean, look at some of the interviews he's done, just going on McAfee and talking to the local media in Minneapolis. I don't know that there's anyone more excited for this offense than Adam Thielen. He has certainly showed more exuberance for this offense than Kirk Cousins has, but that's also just kind of their personalities. So yeah. I think Thielen, if he's healthy, he might even be have a case to be higher than this. But uh people, you know, people look at his age and say, Okay, he's probably coming down, he's probably probably not the receiver that he was four or five years ago, but I still think there's a lot of great play left with Adam Thielen, seventh on my list.
1: Uh, and the thing here too is he is a red zone demon now. Like he's great there. He he's always been good, but I I feel like that's developing as he uh, gets um gets more in, into his career. I don't I don't want to say at the end, but anyway, as a veteran, I feel like he's really developed into a great red zone target for Cousins. He also is Cousins' default guy. Like like it or not, when Cousins panics, if he's going to make what. I'm sure Kirk considers to be an irresponsible pass. It's going to be probably to 19. Um it'll be very interesting to see though as the Vikings unveil their offensive plan throughout the course of the season and this scheme. I'm very curious how this works because I mean there's no doubt in my mind Jefferson's going to be the guy. Like he's going to he's going to be the guy that creates the problems. Thielen can benefit? Does he enjoy that? My guess is yes, but yeah, you are right. Red zone, if there's a rush on and Kirk decides to make a throw that Kirk ordinarily would not make, nine times out of ten, that ball is going to Thielen. You're right. Yeah.
0: There. Yep. Uh also like just I think I, I still think he has two or three years left in his career. I think there's a huge chunk of his career here that's still unwritten. And I'm I'm glad that he now has a more modern offensive mind that's gonna help craft the end of his career here because we're gonna get to see it play out the way that it should. So before I unveil number six, which will be the last one we unveil for today before doing the top five tomorrow, any major disagreements here? Anyone you think is too high or too low in the in the 10 through 7 range?
1: Uh, I think Dantzler right now might be a little too high, but that, that will certainly play itself out because he is going to get every opportunity to start and play uh, consistently barring injury. I don't have a lot of big problems here, man. Like, I look, so I look behind, I look at 11 through 15, and I don't think that that is, oh my God, you've missed a a guy. I mean, Kendricks and Darasaw could be flipped, but I'm fine with that. Um, The only prevailing thought, but he's long in the truth that I have now, is Patrick Peterson at 16 might be a little bit too low. Like, I, I could see definitely him being up in the top 15. But I don't see, like, a major screw-up, swing and a miss. Oh, my God, you've either denigrated or praised this guy or that guy way too much.
0: Okay. Well, that brings us to number six, the last guy just on the outside of the top five current Vikings, Brian O'Neal, the very reliable starting right tackle. I would say the only steady, reliable presence along that offensive line for the past three years. Everything else has been either bad or revolving door. You'd like to think that you got some things right going into this season. He's consistently graded as an above-average player at his position, according to Pro Football Focus. And he had the sixth-best pass-blocking efficiency rate last year out of 90 qualified offensive tackles. One sack allowed last year. And zero penalties taken on pass plays for Brian yep. O'Neill.
1: Yep, and a draft pick that when Spielman made that pick was questioned by everyone, saying, "Guy from Pitt, can he play?" Blah, undersized. Blah, blah. Yeah. yeah, he has proven he has proven to be among Rick. Certainly had his screw ups. This proved to be a great pick, and and look, going out the door, there's a very good chance, and this is absolutely important, that Rick Spielman left you with two really good offensive tackles. Yeah. Really good one.
0: Hire him back. bring him back. He's finally fixed the offensive line. So, great.
1: Oh wow, so I know who your last five are. My only question is, how are you going to order them?
0: In what order? Oh, do you know who my last five are? I don't yes. know. I haven't I've gotten to Greg Joseph down. yet. How do you know?
1: I've got your last five. I've got your last five, and I think number one might be It soon.
0: was hard to figure out whether Bradbury should be fourth or fifth. you know I had some I had some trouble just kind of figuring out and, and next
1: week, I'm doing the top 20 worst. Vikings
0: players. <laughs> That's a great encapsulation of what this show has I'll been over the last eight or nine years.
1: The top 20 worst Vikings players.
0: So there we go. So today's unveiling, Christian Darrisaw 10, Cam Dantzler 9, Zadarius Smith 8, Adam Thielen 7, Brian O'Neill 6, as we climb our way into the top five tomorrow, the top 20 current Minnesota Vikings. Uh, hit us up in the Purple Daily YouTube comment section or hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, What do you think? What what would your rankings be, one through twenty? Do you think that I'm too high on Cam Danzler, too high on Christian Darisaw, too low on Brian O'Neill? A lot of people would put Brian O'Neill in the top five. I think there's a case to be made there for sure.
1: I don't. Yeah, if Darisaw is great, he goes top five next year because at that position, you're if you're great, you're top five. It's magnified at that position. The one thing, the one thought quickly that occurs to me is that I think where I think where this m- might change and your ranking right now is fair but I think it might change I wonder if w- one of those two defensive tackles is going to separate himself from the other mm-hmm. Dalvin Tomlinson like I-, I could see Tomlinson Phillips uh, possibly but I could see one of those two absolutely thriving in this scheme mm-hmm. and separating themselves yeah.
0: Could uh, I think thought. they're just going to be handcuffed together and climb the list together. Maybe that, We're going to have like nine guys in the top five yeah. next year. It's based on the optimism here. Uh, so yeah. cheers to Brian O'Neill, Adam Thielen, Zedaria Smith, Cam Dantzler. Uh, all of you get your favorite Surly for being on this list.
1: Well, and I'm going to tell you right now, I am passing out. Now, now, Furious is great. The Supremes are great. But you know what? All of you... Top one so far. So 20 through 6. You get the new hidden gem, in my opinion, in the Surly Brewing family. And now you're saying, what's that? That is a pillar of strength called Logic Bomb. Absolutely outstanding. And again, next Tuesday, summer begins, Summer of Surly, right? Logic Bomb fits in perfectly. Bat Logic Bomb cleanup in your Summer of Surly order and you are going to be one happy customer and then of course as you're sipping on one do what so many do now and show us your cans at jay zolgad on twitter at score north we want to see you drinking a surly because you know what that means you're doing life right
0: and you're supporting our show here on purple daily Uh, doing life right daily vikings entertainment we just want the vikings to win a super bowl before we die as we count down the top 20 current vikings we'll hit you with the top five Tomorrow, thanks for hanging out with us today, guys. And thanks to AJ for stepping in and not train wrecking the show. Awesome. Nice nice try work, my best. AJ. <laughs> See you guys.
2: To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher and higher.